Hey, Alan, welcome to the intro podcast. Uh, how are you? Steve, I'm grooving today, actually. Um, I love it. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I am, uh, um, I'm great, actually, and, and really looking forward to our time together. Same here. It's sunny out. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe I have to just say to the audience, this is not part of a master plan to have every cousin's employee on. But, you know, we have had a number, <laughs> because you guys are so enthusiastic and doing such great things, it, you know, we've had a number of you on, and I really appreciate that um, uh, you've, you're taking the time today to, to spend a little bit and share some knowledge with us. Steve, absolutely my pleasure. Yeah, I, I know you've had both Christine, our CEO, and then Courtney Hendricks, who was on my team, our HR manager as well. And um, yeah, you know what? Cousins is uh, uh, is an awesome company, you know, where we've been around for 48 years. Uh, I don't know that a lot of people know that. And that we're, you know, we're, we're a Milwaukee-based, southeastern Wisconsin, homegrown company. And, mm -hmm. uh, and we have lots to be proud about, and we're happy to share some of our successes and best practices with uh, with everyone. That's awesome. And, you know, it's also not uh, part of my master plan as someone who has grown up eating Cousin Subs uh, that, uh, that I need to get everyone on the podcast either. So this is just maybe pure coincidence, but we, we won't worry about it. Um, so, uh, I just want to jump in, um, in, in, and set some context and maybe just get, you know, I think, um, there's so, man, I, when I look at your role of senior director of talent man management there, what I think it immediately is like, wow, that's a, that's a lot of stuff that you've got to, uh, be, uh, working on at Cousins. But, um, how would you sort of frame it in the, in the 20,000 foot view you know, what you do there? Yeah. Um, well, I, my role is new. Um, in July, the company, um, for the first time, invested in a leadership role that was a, a people first position. So when you think of people first, it's really everything that touches all of our employees, both corporate and franchise. So really, it's about building a people first culture. Um, and what does that mean? It means, you know, we're all part of that. Um, so a big part of my job is like securing great talent. It's it's the whole recruitment part. You know, it's it's um it's the um, job postings. It's it's writing that script. It's it's the interviewing process itself. It's the onboarding, and then once we get you once we get you hired, whether it's here at our corporate support center or in one of our restaurants, how do we develop you to become the best version of yourself? So that I also work with my training team here, and I I work with our HR team. So we have lots of great programs to get you to get you situated, to get a great understanding of what your role, and then bring it bring you to that next level. I also get to work on leadership development. Uh -huh. You know, lots of times individuals get to a certain point in their career, and they're really focused on their teams, and maybe less of the emphasis on themselves. So, with my new role, along with the leadership team, we're putting together high impact self development plans for each of them. Um, also, I get to work on, um, you know, company events about that include employee engagement. So, you know, the annual meeting, which includes awards or um, things that we do for our stores individually. Um, so I really enjoy that part of it. And lastly, I, I'm involved in our Make It Better Foundation as, as a board member. So, you know, we give back to the community. We're really proud of that and um, being a board member and and under and, and knowing 
um, the organizations throughout the state, you know, Illinois and, and Indiana that we've contributed back to the community. Um, so being part of that, but also working with our, our team here at the support center to get our employees involved in that as well. I love it. And I don't think you can stress enough something you just, you said in roles where you do have responsibility for teams. I think it, it can get overlooked that you do focus on that team uh, more than yourself and for cousins to be self-aware about that and to put programs in place to continue to develop those leaders. Um, you are people first. And, you know, you, you, we, t we joked about, you know, everyone coming on the show, but that's been the theme, right? With everyone that's come through, it's not just words on somewhere. It's, uh, it's the way that cousins lives and breathes, uh, in terms of how it, it, it looks, views, treats, uh, develops their people. Yeah. Thank you. It's really, um, you know, we have four core values. Um, one of our four core values is being purposeful and, you know, with Christine, our CEO, and then Jason Westhoff, our president, you know, they saw in me, my strengths and my passion and where I were, where in my role, where would I, what was my tendency? What are the projects that I like to work on or the people that I like to work on or that, um, and that made a difference. And, and, you know, throughout my career, I've, I've always kind of leaned towards helping people, the training aspect of my job. It was just fun for me. And, uh, you know, I think they had, you know, they're being innovative and they saw the foresight that they wanted that to, to, um, to, for me to be supportive of that in the company. And they created this first of its kind role in its 48 year history for, wow. for me to grow into. So, um, yeah. You know, yeah. you're, it's right. It's about that people first and, and, and really walking the talk on that. Yep. And so that's really great. Uh, it's, it's a great thing for people starting their career to listen to, you know, the things you said and to look for those kind of cues and clues and somewhere they might want to work someplace that, you know, is saying they put, they value people. Well, do you have these kinds of programs in place? And do you, do they do things like, I heard, I heard a rumor. You've got some kind of thank you note program there. What's that all about? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, we're, I'm um, I'm committed to helping our organization become more appreciative, to show gratitude, and to really um, thank people um, for for doing a great job or or meeting a goal or whether that's at work or, or outside. And so, I really think that over the years, the art of a handwritten thank you or congratulatory note has kind of been lost and. People are really surprised now when they when they do get when they do receive one, and so I've made it my mission and in, in my new role um, to to bring that back to life. So, with my leadership team, once a month, um, you know, we meet every week, but once a month, I always bring in a collage of thank you, congratulations, and wow cards, and spread them on the table, and you know, everyone takes one, and they're they're gonna they're gonna recognize somebody. Um, for something that was meaningful and they're going to do it in a handwritten way and sometimes they might put it on their desk sometimes they might put it in their mailbox here at work or sometimes they might put a stamp on it and they'll send it off to their house so when they do receive it it can also you know um the, the employee can show their family as well right oh, sure 
I um, we also do it here. Our our general managers of our restaurants meet once a month. We have a general manager meeting, and every time they come along with their agenda, there's always a thank you note there, and we always take time during the meeting for them to fill out one of those notes for one of their employees that they've caught doing something that they want to have repeated. And, sure. And everybody knows if you come to my office, I have a full supply here <laughs> in a giant ginger jar on my desk uh, that anybody can grab from. There as well. you go. That's cool. That's cool. And, and so it's, it's interesting. Um, uh, I'm sure that's having a tremendous impact. And, um, and, and so you think about like, okay, 48 year old company, they create this role. You're the first person to uh, take over this role. No pressure, right? Um, <laughs> but let's uh, so get with that as sort of setting the stage. Yeah. Um, let's rewind a little bit and think about your first professional job. What was it and how did you land it? Well, Steve, I actually started with Cousins when I was 16 years old. It was, <laughs> it was my first job. Um, Love it. And I'm, I'm a true example of a, an employee referral. One of my classmates um, in high school was working there, and my mom had given me some money to go buy dinner for us to this uh -huh. new restaurant that had opened up down the road. And she was there and having fun. And uh, the next thing I knew, I, I was working. And I ended up... I ended up, um, you know, progressing in my progressing there at Cousins, you know, making sandwiches and running the cash register and slicing onions and all of that. But <laughs> I, it was really a fun family atmosphere. And, and my manager just always was very um, supportive and was always, you know, stretching me, growing me and giving me little um, more responsibility along the way, you know. And uh, I ended up um, when I graduated from high school, I was. I was signed up to go to college, but I don't know. I got a bug in me that I needed to be independent. And I, I ended up not going to school right then and, and going into the management trainee program, moving out into an apartment with one of my best friends and kind of, you know, being my own person. And uh -huh. Cousins provided me, you know, the financial security as I, I progressed in my role through management. Um, and, and eventually I uh, became the general manager of my own restaurant at the age of 21. Wow. So, you know, I wouldn't say that I maybe I would I didn't view that as being professional because then I looked at being professionals wearing a wearing a tie to work. Sure. Wearing dress, wearing dress clothes. Uh -huh. um, so I did leave the company for a while. I pursued some interest in California, but I ended up coming back for a second time. And I was bound and determined to become an area director. Like I wanted to lead a team of seven restaurants. And with that, you know, you're working, you're developing teams, you're, you're, you're increasing sales, you're controlling costs, you're marketing your store. To me, that was a professional role. And uh, coming back after I was gone for a couple of years, very quickly, I did become an area director and I did get to go out and buy my first pair of dress pants and, <laughs> and, and a favorite tie and, and show up to work. And I was so proud of that moment and, and, um, and you get there because I think what, every step of the way when you're doing your job, you really are putting your best foot forward. You're, mm -hmm. you know, um, you're, you're doing the best job that you can, you, whether that's, you know, have, just having all your paperwork that's going in at the end of the night, that's nice and neat. Um, whether that's creating a fun environment for your employees and, and growing them as well, it's just being upbeat and positive, right? Being a team member, being a problem solver, not a problem maker. And um, yeah. Yeah, that so that's a theme that's uh, that's come up over and over again uh, about problems. And there are no shortage of problems, and if you can keep solving them for the organization, there's no limit. 
I truly believe that. Um, and so I, uh, you know, actually I, I ended up uh, working my way up to become the director of corporate operations. And then I, during that time, um, for me to get that role, my boss at the time, his name was Bob Otto. He was the vice president of operations. He said, however, I need for you to go to school and, 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 and get an education. So I did. I was working full time, but I also went to night school at Cardinal Stritch. I went oh, through their wow. business administration program. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, it was it was amazing because I, I learned so much there that I could relay back to my job. And it was so much of my job that I got to bring to school because I was going through the program with other people that were doing the same. And so you could network and you could learn from what they were doing. And it was the first time that I was really interacting with people professionally outside of cousins. And um, there was, I still keep in touch with many of them mm -hmm. um, um, over the years. And uh, it's been great to see on LinkedIn what they've been doing in their careers as right. well. Um, I, I and love... then I left the company. Yeah. I left the company for, uh, for you know, another time. And then I ended up coming back to two and a half years ago, back to Milwaukee again. And because they are like family and I kept in touch with people over, over the years. Again, I was networking and I happened to find out there was an opening here and lo and behold, um, here I am again. So, oh man, where do I even start? There's so much in there. <laughs> the, 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 the focus that you had, like, in, in, you know, when you said, yes, I'm going to get that role and, and you went for it, but mm -hmm. even to think about the whole picture there and that everyone's timeline is different and the way that it worked for you, um, is, is incredible. And, and then you add to it that as long as you do your job and do it well, there will, there will be opportunities. You, you left a couple of times and nobody was salty because you did good work. And so you had opportunities down the road again when you came back. And so, um, so much in there that I think people can take and just, you know, relieve some pressure that there's no, everyone's path is different. So true. Yes. I mean, my path is very different than, you know, someone else in a similar role that I've had along that, you know, that very similar to, to, to what my role is. Um, but I think the consistent thing is for certain, showing up as as your best self every mm -hmm. day um you know i think when people perform the job that they have to their best of their ability you know hopefully their manager sees that and you know and and understands their strengths and what they're really good what they're really good at what mm -hmm. they're passionate about um, or raise your hand um to to say you know i can do more or i'd like to be involved in that committee or or you know another group that's that's solving a problem for the company and um, hopefully you'll see that you'll be recognized and, you know, given opportunities for more responsibility and advancement. Um, yeah. What I think is exciting is one day you're going to look back and um, it will be two things, at least in the scope of what we're talking about. One is the impact you've had on the organization of Cousins. And I think likewise, the impact Cousins has had on you. It's yes, it's very symbiotic. Mm -hmm. uh, it truly is. I am I, I I'm literally a cheerleader for cousins. Everybody knows me as cousins. I, I'm looking here in my office. I have a, <laughs> when personalized when personalized license plates were first available. I 
I was in line that first day and I have a license plate here that says sub man. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, you're living so and breathing was, everything. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Um, well, Hey, I want to jump to something and, um, and being in, in HR, there are, there are lots of buzzwords and particularly mm-hmm. the buzzword you, you kind of, you know, talked about the networking that happened when you went to school and the people you met and you've, you know, you eloquently talked about, you know, how you have stayed connected and you're watching their career and you're cheering for them, you know, I'm sure as they're cheering for you. Um, and even, you know, networking around staying and maintaining, uh, good relationships with, you know, the people at Cousins that allowed you those opportunities down the road. Um, beyond that, what does networking mean to you and or your career? I would say that networking, it's its made my career. I mean, you know, from, from, from the first day that I stepped into Cousins, networking with a high school friend um, to keeping in touch with my, you know, my former boss, Bob Otto, the VP of operations, Every year that I was gone, he he would always joke. I sent him a birthday card on his birthday, and <laughs> he would always send me. A, you know, he'd always give me a call or send me a note. He says, "Alan, besides you, the only person that sends me a birthday card is my insurance agent." Um, <laughs> but I always made it a point when I came home to you know maybe meet with him for lunch and uh-huh. just keep up that way. And uh, but also, you know, networking with my high school friends. You know, just being purposeful and setting up time to meet with a group of them and see what they got going on. Um, also when I, um, when I was out when, before I moved back to Milwaukee and I lost my job at my prior company, you know, I was working with an outplacement company and, and having training then, and I met other people that were in the same predicament as me that, mm-hmm. you know, lost their jobs by no fault of their own, um, and networked there. And, um, there was a project here. Uh, one of the first projects I worked on coming back to cousins was we were, we were wanting to do a better job of branding our recruitment and and one of the one of the women i met she was a professor at marquette university and with her marketing class she put together a a semester-long project which happened to be branding cousins recruitment and they did come up with this awesome slogan which we use which is our culture your family which i thought spoke perfectly to what we're trying to convey here so it was you know that opportunity to network with somebody outside um you never quite know, um, you never quite might not know the value of what that could bring to you. Mm-hmm. But it's also fun, like you said, to cheer to cheer along other people that you know in their careers and what they're doing. Absolutely. Um, I often... I think networking... Oh, go on. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, also, you know, we do think of networking where maybe you're at a conference or a seminar mm-hmm. or, or maybe even an event just for networking. And I would say that, you know, as a, as a young professional, I, I've always found it uh, helpful. It's it's to, to help get a conversation flowing and started. I always say, where's something that might be a conversation starter? <laughs> so uh, give someone a reason to come up to you and maybe make a comment. So maybe maybe if you a lapel pin of an organization that you belong to, um, or maybe it's your favorite tie or your favorite scarf and, 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 and you're wearing that. But something that someone might be able to make a comment and comfortable coming up to you to start a conversation. And then of course, you know, it's, it's, it's easy for, it's easier to, to, to bridge that and get, and get to know people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, that's funny. I think uh, it was Courtney, if I remember correctly, who also mentioned something similar about her, the shoes she wore on her first interview. <laughs> Um, yes, and that, I recall that. Yeah, that made a, a huge difference. You know, it, it like you said, it started the conversation and then you dig in deeper and you realize, okay, this person uh, has a lot of value here. So love that. Exactly. Love it. Yeah. Um, so the big question I always ask and, you know, I could make an assumption that, okay, the link from job number one where you started to where you are today, you know, duh, Steve, it's cousins, you know, but is there anything else that you can that you pull from those early days that you use today in your work well like i said i took two breaks in between so um and and i do bring that so the first time i i left cousins after six years i was a general manager and i decided to move to california um a good friend of mine started his own computer-aided drafting company i didn't know anything about computers i didn't know anything about drafting i didn't know anything about architecture but he's like alan if you want to learn and the moment you start making me some money I can pay you but <laughs> yeah and I just had this, this this desire to learn that and so I went there and I, I trained under him and then I decided to go to the Academy of Art College and study interior architecture and and design because I've always been attracted to art mm -hmm. and, and the arts in my life and so I I um I did and and I in my job now I I like to design PowerPoint presentations I like to design cards I um you know, I'm all about if we're, if we're going to be recognized, somebody make sure it's in a great box with awesome wrapping paper and a yes. bright bow on it. Right. Yes. So it's always about the presentation as well. Um, I also worked for for a few years as a flight attendant. That had always been something that I wanted to do. And I did have the opportunity. So I learned all about what it means to offer unsurpassable service in first class, you know, and about meeting meeting really high expectations of, of individuals and how. How can I take that experience and that knowledge and bring it down to the fast casual industry mm -hmm. within my stores and my mm -hmm. team? Um, and then likewise, I um, my second stint, I left and I moved to Florida and I ended up, uh, I worked for a five star, five diamond hotel at a restaurant with a celebrity chef. And I learned all about cooking techniques and I learned about wines and champagnes and, and, and spirits and became a certified sommelier. Oh my um, gosh. And, and from that, I ended up getting hired by a wine and spirits distributor, and I was their first director of training. So I was training sales training on that. And so I bring I bring that experience back as well, um, you know, kind of being well rounded. Yeah. And uh, I, but my um, my family is here, my friends, and I had an opportunity to move home, you know, after um, uh, when it, when our, our company merged with another, and my job was was right sized. Mm -hmm. It was an easy decision to make, and, and, and I've been, I've been so blessed to come back to Cousins and work with an awesome leadership team, and 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 know that we're, we um we're a great up and coming brand with with a lot to offer. I love that. Sometimes I I in the in the conversation when it does appear obvious to me what the link is, I still ask the question because then I learned <laughs> so much more about those experiences that you know you shared that brings so much to your work today. And so I personally am a huge, huge fan of people who go out and do different things based on either what they love or what they think is interesting. 
And as Gwen Peters, who was also a guest on, on this podcast, said, you're basically out there collecting transferable skills. And look, look mm-hmm. at what that has delivered to you today, you know, in, in those roles you had that, you know, might on the, on the surface seem very different now are like all the tools you need to, uh, to be great at what you're doing today. Yeah, I agree. And I also think um, it's also about looking within yourself to bring some of those strengths and those passions out in the job or looking for ways where you can do that, where maybe others hadn't seen, hadn't seen that in that, in that role before. Right. Mm -hmm. And kind of surprising some people with some innovative approaches to things based on, right. Based on, based on who you are as an individual and what you bring to this position, because, you know, it's not just a position, you know, it, we all have, um, you know, every, every individual in the position and you might have like positions, but they, they, they perform differently Mm -hmm. and, uh, and thank goodness for that. So I would always encourage people to bring those strengths out within the role that they have, because we all know that when we do that, it's not so much work then we really enjoy what we're doing. And, you know, people typically are willing to come in early or stay late or be part of a team on a Saturday to do something if they get to they get to showcase some of the things that they're passionate or, or are really good at. Awesome. Love, I love that you're pulling that out of the people that you, that you work with and work for cousins. And I, I'm always on the lookout for that, for their hidden talents. <laughs> like what are your, tell me more about you. You know, we have stand up comedians here. We have people that <laughs> juggle. We have people that are in bands and play musical instruments. And I'm always thinking of a way. So how can I utilize and tap into that? passion and that un, that hidden talent and and showcase that to to their joy but to also our joy as yeah. well that is why you are perfect for what you're doing you know those things you know your people like that is amazing so that's awesome cool um enough of this serious stuff <laughs> it is time okay. you know you know it's coming rapid fire yeah rapid fire all right uh this is where i have fun so all right no judgment your answers are your answers and sometimes there are no answers to these questions and that's okay too (laughs) so the first one what are you reading watching or listening to or even in your case what are you doing at the moment that you'd recommend to someone working on launching their career you know what? I am rereading a book by Gretchen Rubin. It's called The Happiness Project. And I started reading that when all of this pandemic stuff was starting and I had some time at home and I had read it a couple of years ago and it was just a great reminder. I think to be successful at work, you have to be happy at home. Mm-hmm. And she does it. She's a great, you know, um, she's a great storyteller, but she's she, what she does is she breaks down a project a month to how to get back to being happy. And for example, two of the areas that she says, what makes her happy is reconnecting with friends or reconnecting with family that you hadn't spoken to in a while. So for that month, she's going to focus on reconnecting with friends. And she decided that she was going to do it on their birthday. She thought that was a great day (laughs) to call them and reconnect or also decluttering your house to get just getting drawers decluttered or mementos you've had laying around but when you come home and everything's in its place that makes you happy right mm-hmm. so the, the happiness project cool cool all right 
this will be interesting. It doesn't have to be a cousin sub. What's your <laughs> What's your go to food or drink when you need a boost? Well, I'm going to talk about drink then, right? So, yes. um, I, during the daytime, it is at Starbucks. You know, the, I know Michelle at Starbucks by my house. She knows exactly what I'm, <laughs> I'm going to order in the morning. It's like clockwork. You know, I'm there at 7:35 to get my grande non-fat latte with one stevia and extra hot. Um, if it's after five o'clock, I have to tell you, Steve, it's going to be Chardon Chardonnay. Uh -huh. um, but I like to call it Chardonnay. <laughs> <laughs> and Chardonnay, it's a, it's a great varietal and it could be expressed in so many different ways. And you got old world and you got new world and you got oaked and you got unoaked and it, it could pair with so many different foods. And so, I'm going to say Starbucks and a Chardonnay. All right. We're loving it. Loving it. Um, Instagram or TikTok? I'm not a huge follower of each, but I, ha I have seen TikTok. And I'm going to say I like that because I love to dance. And mm -hmm. I see the dancing on TikTok. And I'm so inspired by like a mom and a son team, you know, doing <laughs> synchronized yeah. choreography together. Or there, there's a certain song that's that's out there, and everyone's doing the exact same music, but they're doing their own little routine to it. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I really, really enjoy that. Cool. Is there a favorite podcast that you listen to? Um, right now, um, it's called the 90th Percentile. It's by Jack Zanger and Joe Folkman. Um, and Jack Zanger, uh, you know, he's a leadership development specialist. He's been around for a long time, and what they do is they do a lot of surveys and I think they have about 1.5 million assessments where they have this this data of the most successful leaders and managers and that's why it's called the 90th percentile how do you get there and this week they're focusing on uh, positive feedback versus negative feedback and actually which leaders are the most successful based on which approach they have to feedback with their team nice um, nice and uh, I'm sure that you can take some cues from that with your uh, thank you note program too. Yeah. So, all right. This one I'm super interested in because of your creativity. Um, YouTube or Hulu? YouTube. And um, I'm going to say, well, for many reasons. One, uh, there's so many like self-help options on there. Literally, I helped my mom said, can you help me put a headlight in, in her car? And I'm not that <laughs> mechanically that inclined, too. but I yeah. went on YouTube with like 2016, you know, Camry. Yeah. And we went we went and bought the light bulb and she brought it over and following. I, I, I was like, hey, I put a I put a headlight in my mom's car. But also, um, you know, I talked about dance before and I'm going to say that um, if you do put my name in on YouTube, you'll see that uh, there's a there's a there's a special video of me on there in my much, much younger years. OK, I know exactly what I'm doing after this podcast now. Um, <laughs> so have fun with that. I'll keep I, it a surprise. I knew I was going to love that. Love that answer to that question. Um, and by the way, I used YouTube once to not have to put a headlight in my wife's car because it was so complicated. I, I, I proved I was not qualified for that. So, um, all right. If you had a talk show, who would be your very first guest? I say it would be, it would be, it would be Ellen DeGeneres. Okay. Um, I think, you know, 
for me, she embodies the spirit of our, of our company's Make It Better Foundation. Mm -hmm. um, I see her as a trailblazer. You know, she's got tenacity. She's reinvented herself. She's fun. She's upbeat. She incorporates music into her shows. She's charitable. You know, I like how she showcases new talent that might not otherwise be discovered if it wasn't for her. And she gives voices to unknown worthy charities as well. And she seizes the moment and she makes things happen. And I think there's a lot that we could learn from her. And I think yeah. she'd be a great first step. And the dancing. And the dancing, that's true. Yes. Um, yeah, that'd be a perfect perfect first guest on your talk show that you will have one day, I'm sure. Um, cool. Alan, I've learned so much and I've had like truly a fun time talking to all this. I could keep you on longer, um, cause I do have some other questions, but I'm going to respect your time and send you back off into the impact you're having at cousins. Um, but thank you so much for taking some time with us. Steve, it's been my pleasure. I, uh, it's been awesome talking with you too. And, um, thank you again for the opportunity. Have an awesome day.